25 seconds left to play. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. I want winners. This crowd is alive. Play to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, John. Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for touchdown by Matthew Butler. Speak to. They are who we thought they were. And we let them out the hole. I get out of hand. Just, just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's go scatter the West right tight. That's left. 372 Y sticks. He's The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. Hour number two has begun. Get on down. That's what I'm talking about. We are off and running, and I am happy about it. You're not more happy about it than I am. You may be tickled, but you're not more happy about it than I am. I got stuff to do. I got a uh, film study video of the Egg Bowl. I think there are 14 plays from the Egg Bowl that show you how State's defense got off the field on third downs, how Ole Miss was able to come back and tie the game at 14-14. It shows you how State got the lead, and obviously then we all know kind of how they held on to it. So 14 plays. I'll draw it up for you, show you what happened on those plays, and that film study video will pop up later this afternoon on my YouTube channel and my Facebook page. And on YouTube, it's just youtube.com slash Matt Wyatt Media. And on Facebook, facebook.com slash Radio Wyatt. Either of those, though, just search my name. You'll see it there. You'll see the same logo that I use on my Twitter profile, which is at Radio Wyatt. It's kind of a little red logo there. And uh, you'll know that's me. <clears throat> and just hit me up. You know, send me a message or something. Um on any of those places if you can't find it, but you'll be able to find it. I think you'll you'll be interested to see some of that. And then on Friday, I will post the film study for the Iron Bowl, Alabama and Auburn. And since neither of those teams are in the SEC title game, those fans will need something to watch this weekend. So maybe they can watch my YouTube film study. <laughs> maybe. All right, welcome into the show. You can be a part of it. You see here, if you're watching the stream on Facebook or Twitter, there are the numbers. Call the Divinity Equipment phone line at 995-1059. 995-1059. Divinity Equipment, Madison and Jackson. You can text the show on the text line, 885-ESPN or 885-3776. Yeah, and whether Roger told me earlier it sounded fine, I, y'all can't tell. I'm glad because I'm very, very, like, medicated and stuffed stuffed up stopped up stuffed up <laughs> easy for me to say and just dealing with this crud got a shot yesterday got lots of medicine to take and all that kind of stuff and uh, so I came in today I said you know it's Wednesday what are we turning the page to you got the conference championship games this weekend I uh, went over some of the results from from past weekend wait, last weekend some of them don't really matter that much but you know we'll all realize who's bowling and who's not um, if we don't already know the big news around here last night was Kylan Hill, the running back, Mississippi State, getting the Connerly Trophy. The C Spire Connerly Trophy given out to the best football player uh, in Mississippi every year. So uh, Kylan Hill gets it. So there you go. Um, 
Here we go. Ghost Texter says that the request earlier on the text line for pictures was from the Chris Brooks show. And I think I figured that out. Somebody sent Chris on his show pictures of himself, Chris, when he was in high school and had hair. I don't need to see that much leg. <laughs> he had hair back then. You know, he doesn't have any now. He had hair back then in high school, and, and Chris even said it was like big hair. We got to see that, Chris, and I, under, I I get it. Everybody wanted to see the pictures, so we need to we need Chris to tweet those out or Beaver to do it or something. Chris on the the text line says, "Is Jay White interested in fifty cent corn dogs? Are you freaking crazy? Smash them! Fifty cent corn dogs. Uh, that sounds great. I like corn dogs. I'm all for them." We like corn dogs in our house. Not ashamed of it one bit. None whatsoever. All right, here we go. JR on the text line says, would LSU consider tanking the SEC championship game to keep players healthy for the Final Four? No. No, they would not. Doesn't work that way. Now, if they get up by 21 and there's only, what, 13 minutes left, will they substitute? Yeah. But there's no thought of just to heck with the conference championship game. It just doesn't work that way. Not to that degree. Tim. What did he say? Yeah, that was a he said, yeah, that was a good call. No chance the Tigers are on a mission. Okay. They are on a mission. But I, I think Georgia, look, LSU is on a mission. But Georgia has the athletes that on the biggest stage, they are capable of throwing a punch or two against LSU. And the reason that we were talking ourselves into picking Georgia earlier is because Georgia's defense may be the best that LSU will have faced this year. That's true. Georgia's offensive line may be the best that LSU will have gone up against this year. Don't forget, it's an LSU defense. It gave up 400 yards rushing to Ole Miss. That's all we were saying. And LSU, first time in the SEC title game since when? Georgia, been there twice the last two years. Jake Fromm's been there, done that. This is a first deal now, this postseason deal for LSU. So we're just looking at different factors that might lean you in Georgia's direction. That's all that was. Roger, Bulldog Blitz texted the show earlier, and he was asking about an active shooter situation at Jackson State. Did you hear anything about that? No, I've been I've been pretty much staying in the studio. Yeah. Nobody's uh, I hadn't seen rushing any, about looking alarmed or anything. And I hadn't seen any tweets about it or anything like that either. So, Okay, I got a really long text from Kobe. Here we go. The debate about who deserves to be in the playoff is the most entertaining piece of the 14 playoff system. The innate ability to intensify debates on the... Now, these are jumbled up here. On that um, deal, they had a, a lockdown temporarily, uh, but they have lifted that. Yeah. No no report on anybody getting hurt. What do you say? Intensify the debates on the best teams and require the elite teams to separate themselves is why it was created. 
Eight teams sounds good, but it takes away from building conference championships. But but see, I don't understand that, Kobe. How can you say that an eight-team playoff takes away from conference championships? I think it would only add to them. It's just it would add to the interest to more of them. Right now, we just have a yearly thing where there's a little interest, you know, in the ACC title game. Maybe there's an upset of Clemson. I don't know. And then there's a little interest, certainly out the Pac-12. But I mean, you know, and there's always interest in the SEC title game. But we're are you saying that going to an 18 playoff takes away interest from those? Now let's think about that. Let's dissect it because we're sitting here with a situation where Georgia is a one-loss team playing LSU, an undefeated team in the SEC title game. And if this were an eight-team playoff versus a four-team playoff, Georgia would already know that it's in also. Huh. See, i got to be open-minded here and listen to what Kobe's saying. Maybe he's right. See, an eight-team playoff would all of a sudden we'd be interested in the, you know, like the Big 12 championship game supposedly because that right I mean that sent another team in there I, I you know I don't know get an upset of Oklahoma who are they playing Baylor and they're sitting there right beside each other in the rankings but he may actually have a point because right now Georgia with one loss is it they Georgia feels like this is a must win game if they want to be in the playoff that's way that's the way they f- are going to approach this and talk to themselves about it even though we looked at it and we go, well, you know, that you know, you beat LSU, that LSU's still in the playoff. But if you're Georgia, you can't lose this game, go to two losses, and then have Utah win. Because if Utah wins, they're in with a Georgia loss. There's even no debate at that point. Heck, there may not be a debate with a Georgia win, but we're debating it. Anyway, all that to say, his point is, I think it may be valid. Because there is only a four-team playoff in the SEC title game, is a must-win game for the Georgia Bulldogs if they want to be in. Whereas, if we had an eight-team playoff, Georgia would already know they're in. Doesn't matter win or lose. Ten and two, Georgia's in. LSU? They, they could set all their players and just lose it by 40. Guess what? In the playoff. Right? <laughs> oh, my goodness. The Braves just signed Cole Hamels. Oh, my goodness. Am I reading that? Come on with it. The Atlanta Braves have signed left-handed pitcher Where is my dadgum sound effect when I need it? The Atlanta Braves today signed left-handed pitcher Cole Hamels to a one-year contract worth $18 million. The Braves now have 38 players on the 40-man roster. He's 35 years old. He spent last season with the Cubs, went 7-7 with a 3.8. 143 strikeouts in 141 and two-thirds innings. In 27 starts. Cole Hamels. 
is an Atlanta Brave. I like it. You can never have enough left-handed pitching, especially that with experience. All right, that broke on Twitter here live on the show. Here we go. Fluffy Bottoms says, knock twice on the microphone if they're holding you hostage. <laughs> I know Delta Force. I think this was during the outage. <laughs> knock twice on the microphone. Here you go, Fluffy. Did you hear that? <laughs> All right, y'all don't forget, you can call me on the Divinity Equipment phone. We had a bunch of great calls in hour one. Divinity Equipment phone, Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson. It is a 601 number, 995-1059. Bulldog Barney says, you guys need to read this book. It's called The Greatest Fall of All, written by a guy named Ed Tenor. The author went to top college game of the week, 2017 season, beginning week one to include playoffs and the national championship. He kept a blog about the city fans, food, tailgating stadium, and the game. Greatest fall of all. That is really cool. That's neat. That Where is neat. Where get the budget for that? I mean, he, he traveled to all the, the college game of the week every week. Man, that that's and somebody. the championships, then to the bowls. That's somebody with plenty of money and plenty of time on their hands, Roger. Yeah, we're a little jealous. I, are we? That devil wear me out. <laughs> well, yeah, that's just another weekend for you. I mean, the, you you see all the games you want. The SEC. Well, that's about right. But yeah. I, what You've I been would, to all the stadiums. What I would say, Roger, is if I had the money and the time to do that and write about it, what I would do instead. No, but seriously, that sounds like your job description. It kind of does. It's a doggone <laughs> shame that I didn't think book. about it, is it? I'm going to write a book and blog the whole season and put it in a book, sell the sucker. Dad, gummit! You and Steve. Why didn't I think together. of that already? You and Steve get his agent up there. I'm tired of being stupid. I'm sick <laughs> and tired of being dumb. And a day late and a dollar short. It's a story of my life. No now, quiero stupido. I'm pouring the remainder of my coffee as if I need a jolt of energy right now. Roger, it's not a bad idea. Why don't I do it? Yeah. Well, you kind of are, but you're just giving it away. <laughs> I'm going to do it. Next year, I'm going to blog, write every game weekend, home and away, for Mississippi State, and I'm going to put it in a book. You can buy it at the end of the year if you want it. I mean, this, guy's, <laughs> this guy's stuff probably doesn't have any of the sweet drone uh, yeah, footage. Footage. Oh man, yeah. Are you being sarcastic? No, you know, it's, it's like... really cool. I, I thought about you when I, I when I I drove up the trace and back this uh, oh, boy. holiday, yeah. and I was stopped at one of the rest stops, and I was looking at the notices they have there on the little the the bulletin board there, and and I was surprised you cannot operate under any circumstances a drone in the trace no, area. No, no federal. It's a federal park. Right, it's a national well, why, a national park. Well, but why can't you take pictures? <laughs> well, you cannot send you cannot fly that drone around in any kind of uh, federal land or you know national parks. There, you know, I, I've They're heard it really flip out when they figure out people have car cams now. <laughs> yeah, you can't do any of that kind of stuff. What yeah, does I told this you say? My brother worked there for the trace, and if you find anything artifact, you just leave it right there. Yeah, don't take that sucker. 
I've heard tales of men who are relic hunters that they get dressed up in night gear with night vision and they crawl around on the ground and around those mounds. Yes. Mm-hmm. Stuff that's, they should be creating a grave, man. That's just, yeah, they shouldn't do that. Yeah. Uh, I, I think this says this is from bones in Starkville bones. He says earlier, the Clarion ledger put out an article stating how attendance has dropped at all Mississippi football. And today they put out an article about the attendance dropping at Mississippi state football. Now, human nature alone, the attendance should pick up at Ole Miss because of the hiring of a new coach whenever that will happen, just to see you know who the coach is, uh, what the coach is going to put on the field. I'm trying to paraphrase because he has no punctuation in his text here. It's something I heard on Chris's show earlier. Uh, he says, do you I, see Mississippi State attendance going up or staying the same? What were you going to say about Chris's show? Well, it seemed like already people are excited now with mm-hmm. the coaching change. That they, that's, yeah. that's going to do the trick for the right. morale yeah. anyway of the – it's Some the right move. It's the right move. Roger, they had no choice. You know, I didn't realize how much money he was getting. That's oh, yeah. that's crazy. Is it yeah. like eighteen million dollars? Yeah, nobody feels sorry for him. No. No. Not at all. That, and and look, he Just knows it. By your own university. <laughs> he knows it, Roger. The the coach knows it. It's like this. You know, when Chris said it, it's been four years since they've been to a bowl game. You know how bad you've got to be to not go to a bowl game for four years now yeah. in 2019? What, like there are three teams left out every year? I'm serious. I mean, they're knocking on the door of being going to a bowl this year when they got their fifth win because there are more bowls than there are teams. There are 48 bowl games. They would love. And here's the thing about it. We've seen this before. You go on a long stretch of no success and no bowl games, let a new coach come in there and go six and six next year, Roger. Go to the Liberty Bowl. Woo! They'll have to put in. They'll put in more seats at the Liberty, Liberty Bowl. For, I mean, is Liberty Land still open? Do you remember what it was like when Ole Miss went to the uh, Birmingham Bowl, the oh. first bowl they went to? I think it was 2012 when Hugh Freeze led them to the to the Birmingham Bowl. Ole Miss fans filled up. Legion Field in Birmingham. Filled it up. <laughs> they were so excited because they hadn't been in forever, and that's it. It's going to be national championship time. Show is. Show is national championship time. Just the NCAA got to town before you could get there. <laughs> but, hey, this much. listen, let's just be honest. The key to success in recruiting for a lot of places is a little cheating. Just not. A lot of cheating. <laughs> okay? That's what it is. Do they get together and decide how much they can cheat? A little here. Call a little, it in on each other. Absolutely, Roger. Absolutely. Now, is it true that Mississippi State is blamed for calling that in on Ole Miss when most people think that it was probably Georgia, It right? was. It was Georgia. It's so we, a, we know this now. Okay. It, oh, it's an absolute fact. Well, then we ought to be watching in like a hawk. <laughs> What's all this sudden success coming about? Well, and here's huh? the thing about it. Like Georgia goes in here under Mark Richt and they they just throw a royal fit in the conference office in Birmingham. AD and everybody throw a royal fit in the conference office in Birmingham. Get the whole rest of the league stirred up about what Ole Miss is doing. Talk about the proof they've seen and heard and all. You know, and then as soon as that all 
they they sick him, and then Ole Miss goes through a four year investigation. Which yeah, state got pulled into it because of the the common recruits. And Georgia turns around, hires Kirby Smart, and starts out cheating everybody. <laughs> karma, karma gonna get you. I'm telling you, man, it's coming around. I got a big old loop. The longer the loop, longer it takes to get back at you. The greater <laughs> speed it's picked up. I'm telling you, man. So the key for most everybody is, and I think honestly, it's not getting the, caught really. in the post Cam Newton era. When look, man, the only people Roger on the on God's green planet right now that still believe that Cam Newton and his dad didn't get a whole bunch of money to go to Auburn, he did. And right now, the only people on the earth who don't believe it are a small portion of Auburn fans who just simply cannot believe it. <laughs> small, small portion of highly principled Auburn, fans. <laughs> and I'm like, who cannot conceive of such a thing. There was a $180,000 donation to Cam Newton's dad's church. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And um, Praise the Lord and pass the recruit. I mean, come on. I mean, Charles Barkley himself said, that ain't cheating. That's a good investment. <laughs> <laughs> and it was. So the thing is to just do a little cheating and get away with it. Just we don't do a lot cracker? of Don't do a lot of cheating and get caught. And you can kind of work your way back. <laughs> Aren't we something else today, Roger? Aren't we something else today? Well, this looks like how, how, how much over the speed limit can you go? That's right. It's that guy who's going 82 well, that gets the ticket, right? That's it. It's all according to how fast everybody else is going. If five cars go by at 85 miles an hour, which one's he going to pull over? The red one. <laughs> Every time. Stick around. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. It's never okay to lose a game. It's not, is it? We're trying to win. You play to win the game. As Herm Edwards so famously said as the head coach of the New York Jets. All right. Back on the show. Give me a call on the Divinity Equipment phone line. Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson. Your Kubota dealer. The oldest Kubota dealer in the United States of America. Right here at home. So hit me up. All right. Um, Ice in Rankin said, Matt, to avoid making embarrassing mistakes like hiking your leg, just don't choose schools with toxic cultures that promote such acts. Somebody uh, made a point to me yesterday, I think it was, on Facebook. They made a point on Facebook that said that, you know, there's a lot of Ole Miss fans who are bemoaning the act of their player, uh, talking about how embarrassing it was. Is that the consensus? Well, not, not that it cost the game? Yeah, I is- mean, sort of. Yeah, so it cost them a chance there at the end. But this person made the point that that's not what they're mad about. It's not what they're upset about. And it's not what they're embarrassed about. And it's not what they're bemoaning. That really it's the kick. 
because the kick goes through, the game's tied, go to overtime, they may win it. That's really the deal. Because two years ago, the same exact thing happened at a different point in the game that they won, and nobody really had a big problem with it. I think there's some truth to that. There's also probably a little, uh, I don't know, cognitive dissonance. They're not, the program is not what they perceive as their identity. Yeah. And and that's, that causes, uh-huh. right. causes you fits. It really is hard to take. You don't even think about it, and it just does. It's one of those things you just kind that's of react right. to involuntarily. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Um, all right. So we're going to, we have a call from an unnamed caller with a comment. Hello, caller. You're up. Thank you so much for taking my call. I, I love you, Matt Wyatt. I love you as a bulldog. I love you as a person. I love that your years at Mississippi State were honored at the Egg Bowl. Thank you. All the players out there on the field, y'all look terrific. I have a problem with the promotion of cheating. Mm-hmm. You cheat a little bit on a diet, your body knows it. You cheat a little bit on a test, your teacher knows it. Mm-hmm. You cheat playing football. It's, it's just not acceptable. And I'm not trying to be holier than thou because, I believe me, I do cheat on the speed limits every day. Yeah. I cheat on my diet every day. But there are kids listening. Excuse me. There are young people listening to your program. And I don't want them to get the wrong idea that cheating in any form or fashion is approved, is appropriate. Cause right. it isn't. And at some point it's going to catch up with you just like it did on this Thursday night. That's exactly right. Hey, what you, what you're saying is exactly right. <laughs> and you know what? Um, uh, let me say it like this. We could all agree, can't we? I mean, it's a fact. It's not like an opinion here. This is a fact. Our opinion is that every school, certainly in the SEC and football, breaks rules and has at one time or another trying to get ahead, or at least even trying to keep up. And we can state with 100% confidence in fact, every SEC school has been under the microscope of NCAA sanctions as well. Every one of them. And they have gotten caught. Yeah. So it's coming. Yeah. Look, and and I'm just telling you, I don't disagree with what you said, but we live in a day and a time when this is a fact. Football is so important at every school. It is so important financially at every school. That people are seeing you have some bad years. Look at Ole Miss, four bad years in football, and their attendance was absolutely horrible this year. That hits the pocketbook. They fire their coach. Parrish Alford said on this show yesterday that what he's heard is that the biggest thing that pushed him over to go ahead and do the firing was that the AD said they lost some supporters financially that they didn't think they would get back. Okay, so it's become that important. So it's just become second nature to everybody in college football to 
And there, there are some breaking of rules going on out there. A lot of times it's not people on campus. It's people off campus that do that kind of stuff. But listen, the reason is because that, you know, this idea of NCAA enforcement is the police. That's the wrong thought. NCAA enforcement is a, is a smokescreen. It is a, show of force. It's like a peacock spreading its feathers to make you think it is menacing when it is actually not. That's what NCA enforcement is. It's merely to keep up the appearance that there is enforcement to maybe scare some people into not breaking rules because we may just decide we're going to get you, but they're not big enough or strong enough to actually enforce the rules across the board. They know it, but more importantly, all the boosters in big time college football out there know it too. And so that's just I don't disagree with what you said. I just I'm afraid that's the world we live in. And I realize that. It's like when you go to the voting precinct and you vote for one person and you don't vote for anybody else. Just mm-hmm. that one person on the ballot when there are ten people running for office. But you don't want to support them, you don't want to um not support them. Right. You just want yeah. that one candidate to be elected, and you could care less about the rest. That's not what voting is about. Mm-hmm. That's not what life is about. I just don't. And forgive me if I sound like I'm beating you no, to a pulp because I'm not. No, I don't. I take just it don't that want way. our youth to grow up thinking cheating is okay. Point well made and point taken. Thank you so much. I love you, Matt. You too. Call me anytime. Bye bye. Bye bye. Great call. Great call. It's always a good day when you get your toes stepped on just a little bit. Roger, you were already talking about getting toes stepped on and getting knocked off balance. Maybe that's what I needed. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Tim on the text line says, ball control offense could get it done for Georgia. Bulldog Barney. Hey, again, Barney, thanks for sending the book recommendation. Appreciate that. We will uh, look it up. I'm going to uh, click this link here in a bit. Somebody sent me a thank you so much for sending me the attendance records and things like that. I want to look that up at kind of what it was and who had what. Bill on the text line says they glorified DK Metcalf after he did it. The kid just wanted to be a hero like DK. Still a poor choice on his behalf, but much blame also lies at the feet of the Ole Miss fan base. Uh, Ghost Texter says, truth is that both teams have a history of being caught in the moment and doing things that we feel was uh, inappropriate. Jason on the text line says, oh, Lord, here goes the virtue signaling. Hang up, Matt. If we can't take a joke, hide in a closet. Mac, return of the Mac, says, wrong, Matt and Roger. Plenty of Ole Miss fans were embarrassed by both acts, and it is disingenuous and dishonest of you both to say or imply otherwise. I, yeah. I was asking. I really wasn't saying. I, well, I, I think he's right. Max, right. There were a whole bunch that both times didn't like it. That's the truth. I know them. I know some of them. But to say that the two instances weren't seen differently by a lot of the fan base would be also disingenuous. And, I, and we were kind of joking around with it. But there's some truth in that. <clears throat> you know, if if the moment DK Metcalf did it, they sent him to the locker room and he never came out, I doubt another player would have done it. 
Stick around. Lots of good stuff. Here we go, continuing on today on this Wednesday in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go! With the home team, they are your home team. On Facebook, Derek says, Matt, on vacation in New York and visiting Woolman Ice Park, stop for the uh, Zamboni to smooth the ice. I still think we're in trouble, but love my dogs. Go UGA! I tell you what, a man who's on vacation in New York City right now, which is a great place to be this time of year, who takes a break. Did last from, year, did you? I did it. We, we did as a family. Who t- he are, He's taking a break from skating around on the ice and pulls us up on the phone on Facebook and says, go, Georgia. Here you go. Just for you. Ah. I've been working on the railroad. That's right. That's right. Some good text here. i got to read some of this to you. Ice in Rankin says, uh, Matt, the way your day is going, just go home, take about four aspirins, and go to bed. <laughs> we, we made the whole Miss mad and, and one of your staunchest fans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look, I tell you, it's, it's okay. If you and I, it's a great saying. Everybody remember this. My dad always said it. If you and I agree on everything, one of us isn't thinking. (laughs) Think about that. It's true. I'm going to write it down. I'm going to tweet that later. One of us isn't thinking. It's true. I welcome debate and different points of view. Because we're necessarily encouraging cheating. No, no, I wasn't. I was not at all. I guess we were in a jaded way acknowledging what we perceive as the reality of the situation. Well, I'll put it this way. If I was a booster, I want everybody to listen closely to this. If you don't hear anything else, listen to this and consume this. And I want you to think from a very broad perspective. Think about me. Think about my life. Think about me and my life and my recent path to this radio show. And now hear this statement. If I were a big booster myself and were a part of the cheating in any way I could to be a part of the cause, I certainly wouldn't be on the radio talking about it openly. (laughs) I wouldn't want anybody else talking about it either. Let's see here. Matt, any chance State could get Joe Brady as their offensive coordinator with the ties he has to Moorhead? That's from Allen. Um, yeah, I mean it. It seems like that there that door, you know, might be open. But I would imagine at his age, Joe Brady, with the success that he's having and the notoriety, he and his agents feel like this is something they can parlay into a head coaching job. I. You know, I don't think you go from co-offensive coordinator at LSU to go to be the offensive coordinator at State unless there would be this really strong tie between he and Moorhead where Moorhead would then become the CEO head coach and just turn everything over to Joe Brady. 
right? And I don't really see that for Brady, and I don't really see that for Moorhead either. Happy to be wrong about that. Don't think I will be. Curtis on the text line says, Matt, if Arkansas football is cheating, then Chad Morris was in charge of that too. <laughs> uh, apparently they were playing uh, right straight down the line over there at Arkansas. Yeah. All you Razorback fans, let's stand up and He call. said if, if Arkansas is cheating, they need to quit cheating. Try it another way. <laughs> Big Suey. Oh, <laughs> they do have a great fight song at Arkansas, though. You have to admit it. Thank you, Curtis. I appreciate your uh, text. And he also said hello to Roger. Jason in Flagstaff, Arizona says, Hey, man, I'm sl- shoveling slushy snow right now. I can't. Get a little Copperhead Road for listening every day in Flagstaff, Arizona. (laughs) Wow. Well, Steve Earle. Yeah, and he says, P.S., it was obvious y'all were joking about cheating. I think we have Jason on the phone now, on the uh, Divinity Equipment phone. What's up, Jason? Uh, Nothing much. That was obvious that y'all were joking. It kind of irritated me that y'all got lectured about that. Uh, hey, it's okay. No, we we probably need to be lectured by that. Yeah, I don't. That's something else. You know? I, listen, oh, yo, yeah, yo, I don't is, mind. Those are plenty it, of Yes, I don't mind anybody that wants to stand up and say, "Hey, listen, we you don't promote cheating and breaking rules." You know, I, and she and she's right. Yeah. You got young people who listen, and I. That's not what we're doing. We're not encouraging it. I think what I was doing is yeah. more stating a fact than anything else. Yeah. Yeah. It's. The definition of cheating with the way the NCAA is right now is the problem. It's not that anybody's doing it or advertising doing it. It's just that nobody really knows what the hell it is. Uh, no, <laughs> well, and two, <laughs> you know, there's just no fear. Um, I mean, you look at the LSU yeah. basket. Well, the whole basketball thing to yeah. begin with, we got people going to federal prison. An Auburn yeah. assistant coach, former great player, is going to jail. You know, you look at the Will Wade thing at, at LSU. We all know what a we know what a strong bleep offer is. We know what that is. Yep. It is what it is. It's all about what is provable and what is not. And to show you how yep. weak enforcement is, they don't he's still coaching at LSU and they fired the A D yep. who suspended him. <laughs> you yep. are better and, off you know, the- in today's climate in college basketball. You, I mean, I, I, I say that, but, you know, Will Wade at LSU, he's yep. at a place that they'll go to bat for him. Uh, Self at, yep. at Kansas, they'll go to Roy Williams, North Carolina. They just mm-hmm. tell they tell the NCAA to shove off. And yep. whereas Donnie Tindall at Southern Miss gets punished into oblivion, he's gone. Yep. You know, so it's a lot of it is too – you know, make no mistake about it. Make no mistake about it. It is a very unbalanced. The NCAA is the most unbalanced sports landscape there is. Because in the NCAA, the the bigger and badder and more money you make, the easier it is for you to get away with bloody murder. Mm-hmm. And the weaker and the less money you make, 
the less likely that you will get away with anything. Yep. And that's just yep. a fact. And, you know, in that in that very context there, you know, talk about schools defending their coaches. Um, if not for a little burner phone with a, some weird, you know, phone calls on it, do you think Hugh Freeze is still at Ole Miss? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he'd still be there. No question. <laughs> no Getting question. Good massages, man. I mean, there's just no doubt about that. I, in my mind, yep. um, and if he's still there, um, who knows? You know, when so you they, say it would have been a happy ending if he didn't have those burner phones. Roger, <laughs> Roger, <laughs> doggone you! <laughs> Happier, I meant. Look, if if Hugh Freeze were still there, um, who knows how it would have gone? They wouldn't have won at the same level. They wouldn't have been to another Sugar Bowl or anything with everything they had going on the the sanctions and the NCAA hanging around, which causes. Yeah all the cheating to cease a little bit, you know, that kind of stuff. But who knows? Ross Bjork probably still there too. I don't know. I mean, maybe A&M comes and hires him, but maybe he's still there. It could be totally different uh, if not for those, you know, that personal thing that led to getting fired because it did not sound like they, they didn't sound like they had a whole lot of stuff on him individually to, that they, they would have had to fire him, you know, over. Yeah. Looking back on it, I kind of imagine that Hugh Freeze would probably be in Michigan right now if he hadn't got fired from Ole Miss. Yeah, somewhere like that. Hey, Jason, Tony Joe texted. He said, "Is life fair?" With a question mark. No, it is not. And you're right, Tony Joe. <laughs> just because we can admit that life ain't fair, it just is what it is. We got to roll with it, huh? Somehow. There's no gravity. The Earth sucks. <laughs> All right, I see y'all about out of time. Y'all have a good All day, right. fellas. Appreciate it, Jason. Thanks for the call. Bundle up out there. We should be reminded that Tony Joe is the same texture who sent this little gem in yesterday. Don't feel bad for Mr. Luke. He goes home with a lot of loot. How'd you like to be told to scram? And oh, by the way, here's six million clams. So let this be a lesson to all sports teams. If you hike your leg, the coach gets creamed. A bit ironic that Mr. Moe keeps his job, but Luke has to go. Thanks, Elijah, from the Egg Bowl crew. All of us lift our leg to you. Uh, <laughs> Tony that Joe. must be Irish with all these limericks. That daggum Tony Joe with the, uh, with the rhyme this week. Probably the text of the week so far. I just am a sucker for rhymes. I don't care what it's about. I'm just a sucker for it. Tony Joe. The thing is, Roger, I don't know too many Irishmen named Tony Joe. <laughs> unless his last been, unless his last name is uh, what? McAllister or McElroy yes. or something. <laughs> uh-huh. Just for you, Jason. Little Copperhead Road. Enjoy it. Tip of the cap to Roger, and we'll see y'all tomorrow. Same time, same place in the Farm Bureau studio. See y'all then. See ya! My name's John Lee Pettimore. Same as my daddy's daddy before. You hardly ever saw granddaddy down here.